You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. And as I said, we're counting you down to the 2020 NFL Draft. It'll kick off Thursday night. Here on the Locked On Network, we'll have plenty of coverage here from our local experts, our national shows, going into it, the final thoughts, the reaction as things happen on our YouTube page there on Locked On Network, as well as... As the reaction you need to know, we'll have a big reaction spectacular here on Friday show here looking at the first round picks and we'll do a special show there for you on Saturday as well looking at what happened in the second and third round. So all kinds of good stuff coming. We took care of the AFC news and notes yesterday, looked at all 16 teams. Now we'll have to dive into the NFC news and notes here starting with the Dallas Cowboys and the NFC East going all the way through in alphabetical order by division to the Seahawks in the NFC West. So a lot to catch you up on here. Again, if you missed anything latest of the AFC, check that out. Let's move forward with the NFC here. The Cowboys, interesting offseason for sure. They're looking at this uh, draft pick that they have. Number 10 overall, right between the Broncos and the Giants, right ahead of the Giants and the Eagles. So two NFC East teams picking right behind the Cowboys. A lot of rumors flying out there that they're looking at a top cornerback, Patrick Sertain of Alabama, Caleb Farley of Virginia Tech. They're also considering maybe J.C. Horn there from South Carolina at that position. Offensive tackle also on the radar of Panay Sewell of Oregon Falls. Or they might just think of Rashawn Slater of Northwestern at that spot. So they did mention something. Tyrone Smith is looking pretty healed here. So maybe less uh, consideration there at left tackle not quite yet. Tyron's been very good for this team for many years. So on the mend here, that could help. Sean Lee also retired from the Cowboys, so maybe a little extra help at linebackers needed. I know they've invested quite a bit in that with Leighton Vander Esch and uh, Jalen Smith. Bad contract with Jalen Smith. So again, defense should be the order of the day for Dallas, but they go offense. Maybe think less, a little less about tackle. They've talked about Kyle Pitts. I don't think he's going to be around there at number 10 at their pick uh, as a luxury pick. At tight end after getting CeeDee Lamb as a surprise pick in the first round in 2020. The New York Giants, there's been a lot of rumors about them. Uh, Dave Gettleman, he's an interesting guy. He's had a pretty good offseason, I think. Rebuilding around Daniel Jones. He got Kenny Galladay. That was a big get as a number one receiver. Saquon Barkley returning here. Got uh, Kyle Rudolph as well for tight end to help Evan Ingram. So they've uh, been a team that notoriously does not trade back with Dave Gettleman. They usually take whoever's there. Number 11, offensive tackle would seem to be the order of the day here. And getting Slater there to pair with uh, last year's first-runner, Andrew Thomas. The other thing that Gettleman said is they like Devontae Booker as a straight-up backup to Saquon Barkley over three downs. So we'll see how that plays out here if they're going to draft a running back. But they're pretty comfortable with Booker. Came over from the Raiders. Had a nice rebound year as a backup behind Josh Jacobs after coming over from the Broncos. So Devontae Booker certainly looks like the top handcuff right now for uh, Saquon Barkley if you're looking at that. And we know Barkley's coming off a major knee injury getting hurt against the Bears early last season. 
Speaking of running backs, it's interesting that we go straight down the line here. 10, 11, 12 picks in the draft as we go in alphabetical order. The Philadelphia Eagles are thinking about running backs here. So Miles Sanders, it's been tough for Miles Sanders. We thought they would use him a lot more. They were a little lukewarm doing that. Now it's a new coaching staff. Who will they warm up to? Do they like Sanders? But it's clear that the Eagles want to invest a little bit in running back. They have Boston Scott around, but they moved on from Corey Clement. They also have Jordan Howard hanging around. But I think they would like somebody who can have a versatile skill set, do everything that Sanders does, early down, late down, and more of a plug-and-play backup versus that complementary player here. Uh, we've seen different capacities for that Nick Sirianni. He's had great depth there in Indianapolis. They had Marlon Mack before he got hurt. Then they added Jonathan Taylor to that mix. He had Naeem Hines in a dedicated pass-catching role. And they kept Jordan Wilkins. So we know that Sirianni likes depth. And I bet the Eagles will go for it at some point in this draft. Probably not early, but I could see for sure by day three they address the position in some form to help and complement Sanders. So we'll be watching that. The final team we'll talk about in this segment uh, has a lot on its mind here. The Washington football team, they pick in 19. So you have the Cowboys 10, the Giants 11, the Eagles 12, then you drop all the way to 19. So... 10 to 20, you're going to see a lot of NFC East picks here. Ryan Fitzpatrick, the Washington football team, very confident with Ryan Fitzpatrick as the starting quarterback. What does that mean? Well, they signed him to a one-year $10 million deal to be the bridge quarterback. That's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to start here in 2021. But the biggest question mark is, are they going to stash that quarterback behind him? Are they going to be aggressive and move up from 19 if a Trey Lance or Justin Fields falls in the draft? Are they going to go out and get that guy? Are they going to look at a quarterback in the second round at number 51 overall? Do they look later at 74 that they lost? So they have 83 here that you could look at. So you have uh, multiple picks here for Washington on day two that they could think about uh, addressing quarterbacks. So three picks in all there. So entry points galore. They could look at Kyle Trask. There's Jamie Newman. There's Kellen Mond. There's Davis Mills. So they don't have to force themselves into quarterback in the first round here with Ryan Fitzpatrick and the confidence they have in him right now on this team. So good to see here in Washington. I think it's 50-50. I would say they lean towards taking a quarterback and certainly not in the first round at this point with Fitzpatrick there. But a lot of upside and opportunity for that offense. Do they go for a left tackle there? Do they go for a wide receiver a lot of options there. They could just add more weapons. And they have an impressive array already with Curtis Samuel joining Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas, and Antonio Gibson. So maybe one more weapon to make them really dynamic with Fitzpatrick. And Fitzpatrick, if he has enough weapons, could be appealing a little bit as a backdoor high-end QB2 that could turn into QB1 and streaming in some points this season. So we're going to watch that situation, watching closely. Alex Smith announced his retirement, so he's gone forward. They're looking at Tyler Taylor Heineke. There and uh, Kyle Allen. So they've got some young quarterback developmental options too that were formerly of the Panthers. So Washington wild card, we're going to watch a QB, but the short term, they look pretty confident in Ryan Fitzpatrick. All right, there you have a look at the latest news and notes from the NFC East teams. We'll get into the NFC North, South, and West before the show's over. So 12 more breakdowns for you, what uh, the latest news is coming out. But I do have to. So that bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball is in full swing, and you can track all the action at bet online. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is on, and the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. 
Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Is this your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs? On the hardwood and on the ice, head to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is enter the promo code Locked On, and you'll get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We'll be right back here to uh, start diving into the other 12 teams in the NFC, starting with the Chicago Bears in the NFC North. All right, let us continue talking about latest news and notes here in a moment, but I do have to remind you, this year the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft Live. Get inside analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st, and we'll have some great breakdowns for you as well in fantasy football fallout of the reality picks. And can't wait to see these picks Go into motion, go from mock to real mode here. And that's going to be a lot of excitement come Thursday night. The Bears are a team we're going to watch. They picked number 20 overall in the first round. They did make a minor move. They signed Marquise Goodwin. So just a little bit of flyer, older speed receiver here. Kind of replaces Cordero Patterson who moved on here. So do the Bears take a wide receiver there? They're not really happy about Anthony Miller. They've tried to shop him. you got Darnell Mooney and Al Robinson. Those are your lead receivers. Maybe they go after a third guy that can be dynamic in slot. Kadarius Toney of Florida. You also look at Elijah Moore getting a lot of buzz. as a very speedy, strong, quick slot there from Old Miss. And we know DK Metcalf and A.J. Brown have been awesome in the league. So good pedigree there from that system. The Bears, did they go in that direction to try to get some more big playability, at least initially for Andy Dalton? Dalton really relies upon the slot. You got Cole Komet as well in the short to intermediate passing game. So... It'll be a pretty good array of weapons there as well. If Komet gets to, to merge here, they kept Jimmy Graham. You get a slot receiver to put with Robinson and Mooney. Yeah, now you're cooking here. And you also have Dave Montgomery out of the backfield and Tyreek Cohen returning from injury. So some weapons certainly piling up for Andy Dalton as well, like we have with Ryan Fitzpatrick. More of a Fitzpatrick late, so to speak, here. Bears, again, offensive line, wide receiver look like two of the main targets here early in the draft for them at number 20 overall. The Lions look like a potential to trade down at some point. They have their eyes on quarterbacks. You can't be totally ruled out there. Even though they have Jared Goff, they did stash two future first-round picks. So they could just be using Jared Goff for one-year bridge and look differently. So Trey Lance is a potential in the mock draft. Justin Fields as well. So something we're going to look at. They haven't ruled it totally out here with their new GM, Brad Holmes. Cornerback has also popped up here, even though they did use a first-round pick on Jeffrey Akuda that they need a second guy to help. So Patrick Sertan or Caleb Farley could be in the mix for the Lions here in that pick. Wide receiver, they might be cooling off a little bit. And if they go wide receiver, it might be Devonta Smith or no one here. So interesting. Lions do need multiple positions addressed at wide receiver. They got cleaned out there. Didn't keep Galladay. Didn't keep Marvin Jones. Didn't keep Danny Amendola. Rebounded with Brashad Perryman and Tyro Williams. So certainly wide receiver would seem to be the dominant position, but... Quarterback and quarterback, uh, maybe a torn decision there for value-based drafting there over uh, Smith if they're not that thrilled with Smith versus Waddle or Jamar Chase. 
Now we go to the Packers. Uh, Elijah Moore has been in the mix for them as well. So slot receiver Moore or Tony could be there when the Packers pick late in the first round. You also look at the potential of the Packers and quarterback. What are they going to do? Aaron Rodgers seems locked in for at least another year. We're not sure. They have Jordan Love stashed. Will they try to move Jordan Love during the draft? If they're happy with Rodgers and the MVP performance, if he's not shutting down anytime soon, will that be a good faith gesture to Rodgers? So all kinds of things we're going to watch out for with a Green Bay here. But yeah, they seem committed to Rodgers, but we know we've heard the story before. We need to see it to believe it. And the only way we can totally confirm that is if they move Jordan Love in some way. While he's on the roster, they could still consider stashing him. But again, we've seen this happen to some degree. The Patriots did stash Jimmy Garoppolo. They eventually traded him, but he was a second-round pick. So late first-rounder Jordan Love we want to see. But Brian Gutkins, the general manager, certainly hasn't ruled out wide receiver and certainly has faith that Rodgers is going to be the guy for a while there in Green Bay. We'll see how that plays out. The Minnesota Vikings can't be ruled out to take a quarterback in the first round. That's the latest news coming out. They are picking their number 14 overall. So kind of in a middling spot there. If a quarterback drops, they could consider him as a replacement for Kirk Cousins starting in 2022. So the potential stash pick there, Trey Lance, we know is from Minnesota. So that has a lot of appeal there for sure. If Lance is the guy. So Minnesota guy went to North Dakota State. Justin Fields will have some appeal there as well for Rick Spielman. So Vikings is that wild card team. I've mentioned them early in the process. They've been kind of cooled off because we've assumed the quarterbacks won't be there. But if they're available, the Vikings will need to think about that position. Now we'll turn over to the NFC South. And there's a big rumor coming out of the NFC South. That is Julio Jones to start it off with the Falcons. The Falcons, according to Peter King, might be shopping Julio Jones here. So we got to watch that as well. He's on the other side of 30 coming up. We know A.J. Green has already changed teams from the Bengals and Cardinals. So same draft class in 2011 as Jones breaking down. Are the injuries too much? Are they happy with Calvin Ridley and then going a different direction? Say they land Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase in this draft with number four overall. Certainly they could pivot away from Julio Jones and try to get something from for him while he still has some value here before he gets too much older. So Julio Jones, big trade rumor coming out. The Panthers' biggest uh, rumor now is that they could also take a quarterback here. So, interesting. Peter King had Justin Fields go to the Panthers there at number 8. And this is despite the fact Sam Darnold's there. So, we have Scott Fitterer, the new GM, came from Seattle. We'll see. Are they totally sold on Darnold? Do they see him as a bridge quarterback? Or would they like another option? You already have Teddy Bridgewater there. So, I think it's a bit of a smokescreen to try to bring in someone for a trade, in my opinion there. Again, it makes sense because the Broncos are the team that's up next. So you want to make a team believe that you might think going after a quarterback or maybe to get some more capital here. So we'll watch it. But the Panthers, I would think, would lean more away from that and go to offensive tackle because they can't go wrong with Pene Sewell or Rashawn Slater here in the draft. All right, so there's a look at uh, now six more teams. We still have to wrap up with six more to uh, break down their news and notes before the NFL draft. But... I do have to tell you that uh, this episode of Lockdown Fantasy Football is also brought to you by Rock Auto. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? Link, just check out uh, rockauto.com, a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. 
They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether you're a classic driver or your daily driver, get everything you need in a fusey clicks delivered directly to your door. At rocker.com, you'll find a catalog that's unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specification, and prices you prefer. Prices at rocker.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? To save right now, go to rocker.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need. That's rockauto.com. We'll be right back here to break down the rest of the latest news and notes from the NFC South and the NFC West. All right, it's uh, time to close the show. We've uh, tried to go rapid fire here around the NFC, giving you the latest news and notes pertaining to fantasy football in some form and uh, just what's upcoming here with the draft. I do have to remind you, if you want all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes, you've got to go to Locked On Today, the podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski. He updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app. Or wherever you get your pod, podcasts, Odyssey is A-U-D-A-C-Y. So check out Odyssey, great app there that you need to have to get the best of your podcasts. All right, let us close here. Speaking of podcasts, this one has uh, six more teams we want to talk about. The New Orleans Saints. Uh, we know they're not going to go quarterback. They're deciding between Taysom Hill and James Winston there in the late first round, but corner seems to be in play. They do have the son of Joe Horn, their former wide receiver, J.C. Horn, Greg Newsom of Northwestern, at edge you have Jason Owe of Penn State. you got Joseph Osai of Texas that they can look at. So those have been the four most popular picks. They could also look at an outside receiver if someone falls. And I wouldn't say that uh, you can rule out Elijah Moore either for them. So Elijah Moore getting a lot of buzz. That's been the key here. We talked about him as a potential for the Titans as well as the Packers. So, yeah, a lot of buzz for him. Kadarius Tony, big slot as well. They need a complimentary receiver to Michael Thomas. Uh, that is a Traquan Smith. They lost Emmanuel Sanders. Already have the tight end in place in Adam Troutman. But need a little bit more help for these new quarterbacks. And a uh, wide receiver would not be shocking at all if the Saints went that direction. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are still not ruling out a return for Antonio Brown. They're just waiting for some legal troubles to clear up. They're also uh, in constant contact with him, and they got to debate if they want to bring back A.B. or use a, a pick at some point in a dynamic receiver. They've got all luxury positions here, as all their immediate positions need to make a second Super Bowl run with Tom Brady are taken care of. So that's a team that could also go after Elijah Moore there as the last pick in the first round, number 32 overall. And Tony Brown might be out of luck, so he's probably going to be watching the draft very closely, what Tampa does, because if they take a wide receiver... Within the first uh, three rounds, I think A.B. is probably not going to be returning to play with uh, Tom Brady here in 2021. But, again, they have a lot of depth depth regardless. You have Scotty Miller making plays for them if they need to to complement what you have in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. You also have uh, Tyler Johnson there that looks pretty good. So they don't need to necessarily bring back A.B. They might go for some youthful juice upside here to make some plays. Let's turn to the Arizona Cardinals. It's pretty clear that... Larry Fitzgerald is leaning towards retirement, but no strict decision yet from Steve Keim and Cliff Kingsbury from talking to him. I would say that's where it's headed. They did sign A.J. Green here. Pretty crowded uh, receiving room if you look at it. Andy Isabella there as well to provide depth behind DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk. So 
pretty loaded room there. I don't know if they would have signed Green if Fitz was coming back. So something we're going to watch there with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they shuffle things up. They're definitely going to be a market for a running back. Now, there's more buzz about Javonta Williams going in the first round. That would not be a good development for the Cardinals unless they get aggressive there in the middle of the first round and say, look, we're going to go get Najee Harris or Travis Etienne. I would say Harris makes a little bit more sense if they lost Kenny and Drake. They still have Chase Edmonds as a change of pace, and Edmonds can do some of the things that Etienne can. So a running back is certainly in the works here for the Cardinals that you cannot rule out here for them in the first round. Uh, certainly, if Williams has more value and they don't think they can get him in the second round, you might see them be more aggressive. Go there versus uh, addressing edge rusher or offensive line more in the interior. They could also look at Micah Parsons, the linebacker. Less likely as they took Isaiah Simmons at linebacker. I think they'll take a linebacker later in this draft. So not going back-to-back -back in the first round with that particular position. Let's go to the LA Rams. And the Rams have their fancy new Malibu Beach house. Uh, kind of like Ken and Barbie, I guess, to draft players in 2021. Now there's a talk that this could be a very offensive-centric draft for the Rams. And they don't get involved here. They did the, the Jalen Ramsey trade where they don't have a lot of flexibility here with the Jaguars. Uh, so they won't enter the draft until late here in the day two process. So so they might use their limited picks uh, on offense. They could use some edge rushing help there a little bit. Some depth as they lost Brandon Saley at defensive coordinator. That's a big blow as they try to put their defense back together. But they could use another receiver. They moved on there from Josh Reynolds. So you have Van Jefferson from last year, but it's only Cooper Cup and Robert Woods otherwise. So receiver's an option. They saw Gerald Everett leave to the Seahawks, and so tight end is a possibility. At running back, you can't really trust Daryl Henderson to stay healthy. They moved on from Malcolm Brown. You also have a Cam Akers as your feature back, but running back certainly could be a situation. Don't be surprised with Matthew Stafford. They also take a developmental quarterback at some point. So offense being rumored pretty heavily here for the Rams as uh, kind of the way we saw the Jets. Some teams are just better drafting offense than defense. And maybe the Rams are going to go in that direction with Sean McVay. Not a surprise there in 2021. For the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan's comments are always interesting. They're pretty much sold on a guy. They said it's between five guys, and it's probably the five quarterbacks, but we know two are going to be gone, so it's really between three guys. Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones. Jones seems to be the leader, according to all reports here, with a dash aside of Lance here. So interesting situation here developing for the uh, 49ers, but they're going to take quarterbacks. It's going to be three off the board, Trevor Lawrence to the Jaguars, Zach Wilson to the Jets, and probably still Mac Jones to the 49ers. So... A lot of mystery there. You don't know about uh, the presence of what well, Jimmy Garoppolo, if he's still going to be a 49er. No one knows. All that stuff. So the 49ers enjoying this mystery after trading up to number three. But I would still say the pick is Mac Jones, the quarterback from Alabama, from Alabama there as a choice. of so there are three quarterbacks, not really five here for Shanahan and general manager John Lynch. Finally, we go to the Seahawks. There's some mixed messages here. If they feel great about the combination of Chris Carson and Rashad Penny, it's not Carson. I mean, Carson has some durability issues, but they trust him and love him. It's Penny. He's coming off major injury. He's been a bust of a first-round pick. Everyone who called that pick out has been absolutely right. It was a wasted pick. He hasn't really produced all that much as a change of pace. He hasn't been able to stay healthy. So are they looking for an upgrade? They looked at Dante Foreman. He spent some time with the Texans, the former uh, University of Texas running back. So... 
Certainly the Seahawks have been rumored to be in the mix for running back. Maybe a Michael Carter add a little explosiveness from North Carolina in the backfield. Kenneth Gainwell, Memphis could also fit well in what they do. So a lot of picks to look at there. If you're a fan of the Seahawks, running back should be on your radar because I think they'll go in that direction. Another team, again, without a first-round pick, as that belongs to the Jets and the Jamal Adams trade. All right, there you have it. The latest news, notes, and rumors and information you need to know here coming out of the NFC heading into the 2021 NFL Draft. Again, most of the teams on the clock there except for the Rams and Seahawks will have to wait their turn, but a lot of good stuff, a lot of good things on these teams' minds that are going to reshape their offenses and ultimately reshape how we think about fantasy football this season. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Fantasy Football. What we'll do uh, there tomorrow is... Uh, get into uh, some more draft talks. So we'll uh, look at the latest things that are coming out there, looking at draft. I know we're looking at rumors now, but I think we'll kind of circle back and just look very draft-specific there for you and with what's going on with all the offensive skill players. So a little bit of an update there on where we think some certain players are going to go there for you tomorrow. So we'll do that there, and we'll break it down, uh, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. So player-specific look at the mock draft here on tomorrow's show. We've already broken down the mock draft in detail, the players in detail. Now we'll kind of put it together there for you on Lockdown Fantasy Football. For Lockdown Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.